0: Hi, welcome to the African podcast. This is your host, Ropa, and I'm so excited to have you here. Listen, listen. This is a podcast where every single episode is an interview with a person of African descent living in Europe. So why don't you come along with me as I get to hear some of the most interesting, inspiring, heartwarming, and also funny stories from some really, really, really dope people. Yeah? Before we get started, I don't know who needs to hear this, but <sighs> listen, you don't need a snack right now, mate. Sit back down. Just just wear your earphones quietly and just listen to this episode because you just ate. You literally just had something to eat. (laughs) Now that I'm saying that out loud, I realize that I'm talking to myself. It's me. It's me who I'm addressing that to. And yeah, in case you found that relatable, then now we know that we're not alone. Now you know that Ropa is going through what you're going through too. Like lockdown is hard for all of us. And I've been treating going to the fridge like it's a sport. Like I, the way I pop into the kitchen to make something to eat, you would think I'm getting paid for it. So if that is you too, babe, you and I need to do better. We can do better. The point of bulk buying is not to eat more. It's to have the food last longer. And this is a lesson that I've had to learn in the last few weeks. And I thought, you know, I would share it with you too. So now that that's out of the way, Welcome. Welcome to the Afrocombe podcast. If this is your first time here, then I'm your host Ropa. I'm the one who's here every episode. Um, And this is a podcast where we get to know different people of African descent. Uh, We just have them on the show and we ask them questions about who they are, where they've been, where they're going. So yeah. I'm coming to you live once again from my apartment in Berlin, which I have been in nonstop for more than a month now. And I won't lie to you guys. I don't know what day it is today. Like, at this point, days have blended into nights, and nights have blended into days, and it's it's getting a little bit hard. I won't lie. I won't lie to you guys. I, I, I pride myself in being a homebody, right? But at this point, it's like, yo, bruh, like... <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that it's getting a little bit hard. It's getting a little bit hard and we all just have to stay sane. And I know that we've been getting encouragement from so many different sources about staying safe, you know, like so all the practical ways in which we can prevent this virus from spreading and all these keywords like flatten the curve and so on. Yeah, cool. I just wanted to encourage you guys to also just put your mental health first in this time because... We are really going through something traumatic just as a globe, like as, as a human race, like what we're going through is unprecedented. And I don't know how many people could have seen this coming. So with that in mind, I implore you to do whatever it takes to just stay sane. Um, and no matter what angle you're fighting this virus from, whether you're fighting... It by just staying at home, or you're fighting it by working from home, or you're fighting it by literally having to be in the front line. And you know, I can't imagine what that's like, but in any case, let's stay sane. We, our minds need to survive whatever the hell it is that we're going through right now. So, yeah, that's it from me when it comes to coronavirus. And on to today's episode. I'm really excited about this. this guest because that's my dog, man. Like Maureen is my dog. Okay. So everyone calls her Mo. Her name is Maureen, but everyone knows her as Mo and she is an event curator extraordinaire. At least that's what I call her. Listen to the episodes to find out what she calls herself. But Maureen is someone who's very active in the music scene in Berlin and she's passionate about helping emerging artists amplify their voices, essentially. And we had a very lovely conversation, of course, about who she is. She's Kenyan, she's lived in Germany for 10 years. So we walked through that journey of her deciding to move here and how it is that she ended up doing what she's doing and why the work that she is doing is important. And one of my favorite things about this episode and what I hope will be one of your key takeaways is that Maureen touches on the importance of allies. And before we get into the interview, I thought it would be nice if we all knew what an ally is. So the definition of an ally is someone who supports disenfranchised and underrepresented groups of people within their community without necessarily being a part of that underrepresented uh, group. So for example, if you are in Germany, if you're a white, but you are supportive and you stand up for the rights and representation of people of color or minorities. Um, then you're an ally or if you are straight but you are like heavily involved and you know supportive of issues affecting the LGBTQ community you're an ally. So I just thought it would be nice to have that definition before we jump into this interview where we are going to hear why allies are important from Maureen's perspective and pertaining to the spaces that she exists in. So yeah I will talk to you guys in a bit. (laughs) Maureen, I I want you on my podcast because you are, I think, you you have more charisma than Tony Stark. Eh? Did you ever watch Iron Man? Yeah but I don't remember much of it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Iron Man is so <laughs> charismatic. Like, <laughs> he just has personality. Really? Like, you just feel his energy when he walks into a room. Wow. And I think you're you're that person to me. You've That's you, got, too. You're just a vibe, man. Aww. When Mo shows up, she, she shows up. You feel it. It's warm. It's everything. Aww. So we're just going to peel back. We're going to rewind, and we're going to figure out exactly who this person is. Yeah, tell me
1: what you want to know. Tell me where you were born. I was born in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm -hmm. And when I was about four years old, we moved to Mombasa, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where I grew up. And then after high school, we moved back to Nairobi. Mm
0: -hmm. So yeah. How how big was your family?
1: Not big. I have one younger sister, she's Mm -hmm. four years younger than me, and my mom. So as soon as my parents split when I was about four years old, we just moved to a whole new environment because that's what Mm -hmm. mom wanted.
0: Okay, so you stayed with your mom. So I stayed with
1: my mom and my sister and um, we would visit the rest of the family in Nairobi and um, in the eastern part of Kenya as well.
0: So you spent the bigger part of like your upbringing in Mombasa? On the coast of Kenya, yes. On the coast, by the beach, yeah, by the beach. with the vibes. Yes. What's like your favorite memory from high school?
1: Oh, I, I went to school with a whole lot of creative people, so it was... It was jam sessions, Ropa. Aww. Each time the teachers were late, we would have full-on jam sessions. Okay, like, people, banging on the desk. Yes. And like, people, did you do that
0: as well? No, no. I, I went to a very like, uptight kind of school. We yeah. like, were well,
1: also uptight. <laughs> but we would just like really get comfortable. <laughs> we would always have somebody who would stand in the corridor to warn us when our teachers course, were coming. Of course, of
0: course, And we a would real just, G.
1: any, any, like, large surface of the teacher's table was one that would turn into, like, a desk. Um, and this, like, metal uh, cardboard would be also used, like, some kind of, like, brass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you know? Oh, my goodness. And
1: everybody would use their desks, and we would have people, like, just... Oh, it was... That's one of my favorite memories. Another one is uh, we used to take school trips to class trips. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you would belong to clubs, like different, like, extracurricular activity clubs. And Mm -hmm. those, those groups would, like, go away for trips together
0: and lots of memories and vibes were made it was like you had to go you have to be a part of this you can't miss it and would you say that your love for music which we need to get into a little bit later on but would you say like some of it stems from those jam sessions and just being in such a creative environment yeah
1: absolutely like i i always i look back now and most of the people i went to school with are really um Really integrated in the entertainment and music industry in Kenya as well. Like, it's like we were all subconsciously Yeah, we're all like a part of that. We also went to a school that was super um, focused on on the arts and the Ah. crafts. And so we had musicals, we had choirs, and it was like, you know, the way in the States they have performing arts schools. Yes,
0: this was the kind of place. That
1: was the kind of place I went to. Mm -hmm. And it just most of us ended up in the creative industry and advertising, making music, producing. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I'm like, a lot of those people have been a part of also building structure for this industry because it was non-existent or something that mm. most people didn't take seriously. <laughs> we come from the African continent. No, like super at the end of the important day, <laughs> to do something like yeah. become a doctor or yeah. a lawyer oh, yeah. or an engineer, oh, yeah. you know. Mm. But now saying you want to make music or become an actor, or we're now building that foundation and really, really doing it. So I'm, I'm yeah. very thankful for being yeah. a part of that.
0: And your sister
1: went to the same school. My sister went to the same school. Is she school. also creative? <laughs> she is, but she, she, she decided to become a full on boss. And um, what does my sister do? She's in finance. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and did you, you ever,
0: to. at any point, want to go in like in that kind of direction? I tried. Like, uh, okay. I tried. This was the goal. <laughs> you considered it.
1: <laughs> it was even considered for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Lord had other
0: plans. No, the,
1: yeah. <laughs> no I, I wanted to do this. I came to Germany to further my studies. I ended okay. up throwing parties while I was going to school. <laughs> what did you come to Germany to study? I wanted to study... Um, something media-related. Okay. Um, But then all my documents weren't accepted, so I needed to, like, kind of take a few steps back in the sense of go back to the pre-university level of education.
0: Which is something that I find so stressful. I'm just going to rant about this really quickly. So in (laughs) Zimbabwe, right, the the common, uh, whatever, the National Examination Board is Mm -hmm. called Mm ZIMSEC, and... Uh, this is what the average Zimbabwean child does like mm-hmm. that's the abitur that's mm-hmm. what you write when you finish high school mm-hmm. and you have some like slightly more privileged children who are able to do Cambridge mm-hmm. exams but the average Zimbabwean child has Zimsec and uh, the ZIMSEC education system is more rigorous than Cambridge wow. and this is something that's been confirmed by people who either teach both yeah. or have had to do both, yeah. yet when you move to Germany, ZIMSEC is not recognized this is so crazy. the <laughs> average like, yeah, if you want to study if you're in Zimbabwe and you want to study here you have to go back and do Studienkolleg, which is like a pre-university yeah. sort of thing and it's really frustrating, but rant over Yeah, right.
1: I think I even went like further back like before student colleague i had to take other courses like oh, i, I wanted wow. to do like equivalent of high school and then that was going to be like 3 years before i was now eligible for student colleague. oh my goodness okay and so on the way to that i the finished like the happened. whole yeah, yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> okay plans changed okay and mother dearest was very disappointed yeah but um we move. Yeah, where we, we move. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, before we get to, like, what happened, like, once you got to Germany and all of these things, I, while we was still in your childhood, like, I want a little bit of a word picture. Like, were you, like, a naughty kid or were you, like, a following rules kid? Were you... What was... What was... Just, yeah, give me, like, <laughs> a nine-year-old Mo really quickly. <laughs> was a problem. Okay. Um, I believe that. (laughs) No, no,
1: no. In the sense of I, I, it was just hard being around 10 years old leading up to teenagehood was not easy for me. I, I hang on. Oh, what's this, you know, legally blonde, Mm. but like the Kenyan version. That's what mm, Maureen know, was trying Oh, oh you God. were
0: trying to be the Kenyan version of mm, Elwoods Woods. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm, yes. Oh,
1: no. It was Oh wow. Near the mm. <laughs> robot
0: <laughs> Disaster. Yeah,
1: yeah, full on disaster. I don't know. Okay. Mm. Okay. Like
0: rebellious but like productive. Because mm. that was Elwood's Woods' whole vibe. was like I'm gonna do things my way, but don't I'm still
1: not if we were
0: productive. But um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, really internalized everything that we saw on TV and tried, it was re- it's embarrassing to look back okay. on. Okay. We don't have to look back on it too much. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to find a red thread as yeah. we walk through your life story. No, and see, like... no,
1: it was fun. It was really, really fun. I was like very outspoken, very yeah. creative. Yeah. Um, and like just had a very, um, healthy, overcompensated, um, who i thought i was being or becoming mm. um yeah but then i also I must say that i also had a very um christian upbringing so god was introduced into my life at a very early stage okay and that just laid a really firm foundation for me yeah so regardless of how i um saw myself I always knew. Uh, be humble. Sit down.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. And we we thank uh, Mama Maureen for, <laughs> for dragging you behind to church. Understand? Understand <laughs> that it's not doesn't rise and fall with you. Oh my
1: goodness! I love that. So it was like a healthy dosage of like, yeah, okay, but remember, remember, remember yeah. where, you, where you come from, yeah. the way you're. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So now we fast forward to <laughs> you. You're pursuing the studies. You're trying to do. You're not in Germany. You're trying to do. Do whatever yeah. it is that you're supposed to do and then you get to a point where you're like this is a joke like this is not gonna work
1: no i mean i just had to be true to myself right yeah um i, I mean i got excited about the fact that y- you don't have to pay tuition fees yeah and it felt right to pursue further studies mm-hmm. for as long it, as it was possible for me to be living here mm-hmm. and i and i started the journey of doing that i just didn't finish And, um, I also started to work while I was going to college and because I was earning money and lots of it, I decided
0: I'm going to just drop out of college. Mm -hmm. And like, walk me through that point. What are you most worried about? Are you most worried about how your mom's going to feel about it? Or are you worried about regretting the decision? Or are you actually like, now I'm going to go for it. You're not worried about anything. Now or Then. Then.
1: Then I was fine earning earning lots of money and paying my own bills and being able to even send back home um, money and support my family and pay various bills. This yeah. was, this was a way to um, appease the family. <laughs> like it's not a degree but look, it's earning it, almost yeah. what when, I would get. We're doing something, yeah. Or what I would get if I had, mm-hmm. had the degree. But um, there's just always this, like, assurance that you have with, like, once you have completed your further studies, that would bite, like, would really disturb me. Mm. And um, that never went away. Mm. But um, I went on to become, like, a bilingual English-speaking teacher. I worked at different international schools. I worked with different um, families and... um, it was a good run <laughs> until yeah. I decided that I, I just love to bring people together around music and events and parties and...
0: Ah, so the when you first uh, decided to leave college, you yeah. were working and teaching, it wasn't yeah. the music thing yet? No, it wasn't the music thing okay. I did that for almost five years. Okay. And you enjoyed it? I
1: loved it. It was yeah. good until I now began to like assist other friends with the events and... Mm. And then it just went into, segued into a whole other different area
0: mm. um,
1: that I thought I was doing on the side, but I was like doing just as full-time as I was doing the whole teaching thing, which is like hard. If you're doing that at night, then you wake up to go to work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am foolproof hustler.
0: Moment. Oh, we can see, we can, <laughs> we, <laughs> we can totally tell. Addicted
1: to the hustle, man.
0: And how do you, okay, so like maybe now you have more clarity than you had, let's say, while you're still teaching and doing this on the side. Yeah. Like how do you define what you should be doing? Or I don't want to say purpose per se, but like how do you define your passion and this thing that you want to be doing? Right now? Yes. Around music and how do we describe that?
1: At the core of it, it's all about amplifying and bringing visibility to um, emerging artists and creatives. Mm. And now that I'm realizing who I am, and what I stand for, it's it's just usually revolves around BPOC mm. people, you know. Um, I've been here for a really long time, and I I feel like I have an understanding for what it feels like when you just arrive, mm. and what it feels like when you've been here for over a decade. And because Berlin is so transient, I don't, I don't see many people that have decided to stay as long as I have, mm. and have the access and the resources that I have, in the sense of the trust and credibility that I've built in different networks and with different people Mm. and I want to find a way to offer that to 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 our community Mm. does that make sense
0: yeah it makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense and you feel that the like people of color BPOCs, POC's need that more that's because I guess all emerging artists uh
1: I don't know if I can speak for if they need that more. I just want to be able to offer it when people ask for it or when they're looking for it. That's true. Okay. Or Just have a presence of it and make it easier to find cuz we still have lots of people that come and feel alienated and isolated and don't know where to find each yeah. other. Yeah. While I'm out here like I know where it's at, you know? Yeah. Um I know where to go. I know. I know. I know. You know, I want to be able to extend that right um, and right now it happens through the, the the events that I I do or I'm a part of and, right. um, and the various projects that are on a bigger scale than what I do independently mm. that I get to be a part of um, so it still needs to be more defined and more concrete yeah but um yeah, it's just, I just have it on my heart to really push us forward.
0: So help me get like a clearer picture of what you, <laughs> like, what do you do in like, because I, I feel like you do a lot of different things. So what do you do, let's say, in a week, like touch like five different things or two different things? Uh, depending on what on am a the part week. of. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. booking artists, it's... Mm.
1: coordinating with various venues it's um, Mm. figuring out budgets that we can work with to produce events it's um, meeting artists that I'm connected to it depends on what I'm working on next so I run two live music events and depending on if they're parallel or back-to-back that's what I would usually be a part of and then if I'm called on to be a part of um, a freelance project, then I, it depends on how much time I'm dedicating to that mm-hmm. and what I'm doing for them. So, yeah, loads with it's a it's a mix of like event management and coordination and consulting and advising artists mm-hmm. and um, different teams that are part of like event spaces that want to bring in um more entertainment elements that are community based. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: I would say that you're like prominent at this point. You're <laughs> prominent in this okay, in robot. this in this industry, in this world. Like when it comes to like Berlin, people of color, music, I artists. Know, I think I think Mo, right? What
1: makes you think that? <laughs>
0: because you're you know you're mo and i just want to know like what what has been like the most challenging thing about getting to this point where at least even if it's just a perception someone like ropa can think you're prominent in this even if it's just a perception or like a misconception what has what what has been the most challenging thing about like building this credibility or getting the opportunities and all of these kinds of things
1: Oh, I don't know if we should go there.
0: <laughs> I think you can you can also take it from like a personal. No, side. I think
1: what really I find challenging is um, I'm not usually what people expect to to have this much access to. Like I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm small in stature. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a black girl. Um, Um, super chirpy and quirky and Mm. um, I'm also like a Christian when you get to know me then you know this and then it's like usually it's just being in spaces and everybody's like what are you doing here Mm. Um, um, it's not I know I'm very aware now of the fact that I just don't um, fall into I don't know when you think of somebody who's who, who's doing what I do, It's not. they don't usually look like me. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So there's the tension that uh, you get from other guys, and then there's also the tension that you get from other girls or other women that feel they should have the same opportunities that y- you do. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I sometimes find that hard to, to, to deal with. Is it... I mean, I, I can't believe I'm about to make someone choose, but is it harder being a woman in this world or is it harder being black in this world i know you can't Ey, separate the two ropa i know you can't separate the two but yeah
1: yeah i i am now i would if i had to choose and it's just it's just it's mm. not hard but a destruction yeah it, it can be it's harder being black It's hard to me. But But because I've been here so long, I know how to pick my battles. Okay. So when I pick up on something that um, I know I'm experiencing because of what I look like, I know, I now know how to switch into like, I'm not gonna waste my energy with this. Mm -hmm. I know I literally cannot afford to go there Mm because I know who I am Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what I'm about. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to be validated by somebody who is looking for me to like Mm -hmm. meet them on that level. I know that. but I now understand is, like, for people coming, it's just a lot to be confronted with, with people who are brand new in the city and experiencing all these, whether it's microaggressions or, like, full-on um, animosity or, yeah. It, it's, it's a lot to deal with in a new mm. city where you don't speak the language or not people. Um, but this is now, I see it as a gift, what I have after being here for so long and having, like, my support system and knowing where to go and how
0: to vibe yeah and i guess that kind of empowers you yeah to, to help the the new yeah. people the yeah. brand new people yeah
1: i i what i still have is like i go into spaces and i realize later like i could be home and i'd be like damn i was the only black person there
0: oh yeah oh <laughs> you know i
1: don't like seats. i I'm now come to a place where i don't always see it when i'm there <laughs>
0: Oh like it's it's part of life now. I remember. It it doesn't click. Oh wait Yeah. There was like two of us there. Yeah. It's so fascinating. (laughs) I've only I've lived here for like four years, almost five. But I'm also exactly the same way because I think you get desensitized to because I'd be the only black person at school. And then you're the, like barely, there's two black people in the company you work for. And then there's, when you go into whatever, mm. this particular tourist walking tour, you're the only black person there or whatever. Like I, I've also become kind of desensitized to it. I'm like, mm. okay, I guess it's, I guess this is it. Yeah. But yeah.
1: But for people, this means a lot too. It's, it's not easy to be confronted by it.
0: Oh, absolutely not. And it it's not easy to... I think also something for me that's, that's like specific to my life, at least how I feel that it's not easy to feel understood. So for example, I work and study. That's difficult for anyone of any race mm-hmm. to do. Um, but then there's layers of it where I work and study, but I'm far away from home. And I work and study, but I have a visa to worry about. And I work and study, have a visa to worry about, but don't speak the local mm. language. And I work and study, <laughs> but also look different. Mm. And you, if you are constantly in this space where like you're the only one there who's black, it's also hard to feel understood.
1: Mm. But I also have really amazing friends, and I think my 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 desire is to turn the ones willing into allies, yeah. where, where they are able to understand where I'm coming from or people like us are coming from, you know. Mm. Um, it is a privilege not to be thinking of all these things, hence the term white privilege. And I wasn't always somebody who vibed like this or who was super vocal about like what's wrong or calling yeah. stuff out. but. It just came to a point where <laughs> At some I, point I just you're like you know, I can't keep quiet. Uh, like, and I think, I mean, if you follow me on those social medias, um, if you're there, then it's because we know each other. We're friends, right? Mm. And or we're becoming friends. So we need to go there. You know, we have to.
0: We have to address we have it. To address we have to talk it. about it. Yeah, like,
1: I'm an album, not a single. You know, it's <laughs> like it's all of me. It's yeah. all of us. You yeah. know, and yeah. I come with all of it. So, we we can't just be happy clappy. Um, mm. Every once in a while, I do want to talk about not dwell on it, but I do want to talk about like what's off and how we can all pull together to
0: make uh, things better, m- more bearable. You know. Yeah, and you mentioned allies. Um, yeah. Like why, from your perspective, like why are allies important for what we're trying to do?
1: <sighs> it just we need people that understand what's wrong from different perspectives mm. you know um this people usually tend to feel like okay i'm not directly affected by this so i really have no way of reacting to it or making it better um but even choosing to understand the situation and see what you have at your resources or at your mm. in your reach to move forward is, is is just it's just nice to just know that people are um, mindful of these things you yeah. know that are, it doesn't need much just be mindful just listen just understand yeah. be aware um, be there just be engaged. Mm. Mm. Um, that's that's being an ally, and it's just helping people, like really helping people move to the next level. Like I don't want you to feel sorry for me. Just be aware of what's going on. Like recognize it. Like for example, yeah. simple thing is like if you see something on the bus, and it's usually either somebody else, if somebody is just not nice, somebody on the bus who's happens to be black. I mean, if somebody else is black, then the probability of the black person standing up for them is higher mm. than everybody else. But it's even more powerful when other people chime in, you know? Yeah.
0: So that's allyship that I want to see more of. Um, yeah. I also think allyship is important, like what you're saying, just being more mindful and being more aware and mm. getting more information. It's important because we Ultimately, are all growing into becoming decision makers. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what stage you're at, at your life in your life right now, in the future, at some point, in some capacity, you will be a person who makes decisions of who's hired, how much do they earn, or um, which policy do we sign into, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you are you know if you have blind spots Mm. it means we the system continues the way that it is because when you're in that position you also still don't know any better so you continue to reinforce um, the things that have been there for centuries almost right Mm -hmm. whereas if you do become an ally even in just the capacity of listening asking questions or whatever being more informed it means now you're gaining more perspective and when you get into that position at some point in your life, even subconsciously, mm. you start to make decisions that um, impact minority groups in different different ones, you know, women, mm. um, uh, LGBTQ, and so on and mm. so forth. So that's a word, girl. We, we do we do need allies. Yeah, they're like there. That. Yeah. And
1: I, I have some. It's just that I want to see more. Yeah, it's just absolutely. More, yeah. more challenging people to think what
0: about. What role that. do you think... Um, the artists. So you said you, you you tend to work a lot more with B, uh, POC, uh, B POC, Not only, but more. yeah, yeah, yes. more. Right. Not only, definitely, but more. Right. What role do you think them taking up space plays in just the bigger conversation?
1: It's balances stuff out. It's it just brings just so much more to the table. Yeah. Um, It's just important to have diversity seen and represented on different and various levels, you Mm -hmm. know? And also, not just diversity because it's just what's hype right now, but uh, the goal is to make diversity normal, like to to bring it, to just make it like we don't have to even think about it anymore, you know? Mm, It's just how it is. It is how it is. And um, I just want to be a part of like pushing um, this artist if it's on this level right now then they're being pushed on this level mm. right now like it's more giving them access to more opportunities mm. than than they would have so yeah it's just more about making it present making them visible giving them
0: access uh, moving them forward even if it's just one level up further yeah yeah. and I guess it makes uh, if I, I always think of most forms of art as some kind of storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. And I think then the more we push forward diverse artists, or artists from different places, the more stories we have represented. That's it, yeah. Yeah, like um, all all perspectives are great. Mm-hmm. And right now there's a prevailing perspective, mm-hmm. and it's good to just have more and more and more and more out there. Very so, good, yeah. It's yeah, true. I roll with that. Mm-hmm. And um, about. Like Berlin specifically. Mm-hmm. Why why this city? I, I mean maybe it wasn't like why this city when you moved, but why now?
1: Besides the fact that I've been here this long. <laughs> yeah. Because I still I still haven't given up on Berlin. I just find it very fascinating that it's it's super creative. Lots of creative people live here. Mm-hmm. Um it's, I just love the fact that you're able to carve out your own niche here. You can. Mm. There's there's room for everybody here. Mm.
0: Um, Even if it's like knitting, mm, and you only knit. You will in find blue. your you
1: will find your tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Even you yeah. name it. Yeah, you yeah. will find it. Mm. I find that very special about this place. Yeah. So to have. Yeah, that I I, I I I still haven't given up on on the city yet. It's home. Yeah it's home yeah it doesn't mean that I won't go back I think the goal is to find a way to go back and forth on a regular basis and to build a bridge for other people with my background to also be exposed to this place and also have the same like my the people that I work with here also have an opportunity to go back to where I'm from like mm. uh, you know I just want to 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 also be a part of facilitating
0: that and contributing to that yeah and do you like what is the thing you miss most about uh home about Kenya what is the thing that sometimes (laughs) makes you stop and say but guys like (laughs) I mean yeah this is home now Berlin is home for now
1: yeah Uh, I wonder what it would be like to be part of the scene there like I wonder you know I, I just really wonder what it would be a part of if I if I stayed or you know
0: yeah
1: I haven't been home in a really long time, so I mean I miss my family, I miss my friends I miss how how easy interacting with each other is mm-hmm. you know that that level of like you just understand each other on another yeah another familiarity level yeah um, yeah, we vibe different but um yeah, I, I have there's not much to miss because I also have a lot of home that is here. Yeah, fair. You know, I have a lot of like when people travel and they come out here from Kenya, I they we also find each other here. Yeah. It hasn't always been like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I now have my, my group of like really supportive and dope Kenyan friends that um that 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 make missing home less less mm-hmm. of a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. So in all of this, like... We're going to take a like a left turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of this stuff that Mo does and stuff that <laughs> Mo is, like, how do you take care of yourself? Like, how do you take care of your mind, your oh emotions, my gosh, your body?
1: See, that's something I kind of, like, underestimated for a long time. But mm. I really... I love spending time on
0: my own. Oh, that is—you know what—that is really funny because it's Mo saying this. Like, you're such a social butterfly. No, but I—I I I can't even imagine. Yes, you, yes, yeah. yes, I
1: need this. I need, I need time to decompress. Like, as much I love, as I love being around other people,
0: hmm. I
1: need time to like go back and um, just be on my own. Mm. and then come back out. What
0: does Mo do in that time?
1: Oh my god, I sleep loads, mm. um, I, 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 I I listen to music, I watch stuff, I um, I plan like how to like recap for my friends, you okay. know, <laughs> <laughs> like wow, you know, uh-huh. the stuff where I want like to like have Uh, like meet up with like my heart and soul people and be like Mm. that I haven't really experienced everything that I have experienced and I'm like oh my gosh when I see you yeah this is what I'm gonna like (laughs) how we're gonna like (laughs) recap what yeah I've experienced and what you've experienced it's like powerpoint presentation what you've experienced yeah Uh, well that's a bit exaggerated Mm. but yeah uh yeah I just really take time to just be be still and spend time also communicating with my creator. Yes. Um, yeah. I just really, I just really enjoy being downtown. Like you know, I need chill. that. I need a desperate, and I recognize when I don't have enough of that. And
0: I was gonna ask, like, how do you make sure you
1: have that? Like, yeah, it's just I don't have to go to everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just really understanding that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as it looks like like I go to everything, I don't. I know it's hard to believe. But yeah. I know I'm
0: looking at you right now, and I'm like, really? You yeah, don't? no, no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. have to
1: be everywhere. yeah, and um, I have to be in tune with myself and to show up with all the vibes. you also need to tank up on it. Mm. And this is how, and when I can, as it doesn't happen that often, I love the bar. Oh I love oh. a good like spa experience. Mm. Mm. A good bath.
0: Yeah. You know, just relax, massage probably. yeah. yeah. no, not, not quite. Not I want to
1: exp- I want to explore that
0: more. Okay.
1: And somebody said to this maybe maybe I sh- it should be considered that you just don't go out one night and use whatever you would use on that night for for a good massage. And I was
0: like and it's probably about the same No Yeah,
1: yeah. it is. It is. It yeah. is. If you yeah, so this has helped because I thought it was like too much luxury, like massage, come on.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> come on. But mm. yes, to take care of do you do massages? Oh Europa. No, no.
0: no. <laughs> Actually. You but don't. you
1: know what to get when Um
0: <laughs> Ma'am, we are bowling on a student budget, you know what I mean? Yeah. What we do is. What do you do tea. to like decompress? I love food this is it i am a big foodie. Yeah? i like food i this love is movies funny.
1: to decompress you got food
0: oh my goodness like do you know every time okay so i've had amazing things like great things happen where it's like we need to celebrate we need to ululate we need to whatever I go home I switch everything off, and I order sushi that is to me like you can't do anything you can't say nothing to me you can't say anything wow so I love food I like sleeping as well and I love (laughs) I love movies like I'm a I'm a big movie girl so that's how I decompress and then and then when we you know elevate then I'm gonna be decompressing by getting onto my private jet and <laughs> going yeah. to soak up some sun I guess as you do but yeah and one other thing mm-hmm. when you're in this quiet time mm-hmm. or like no noise mm-hmm. Like, where is Mo going? Like, where do you... Because I feel like, you know, it's always two places where you can answer that question. You can answer that question when you're in the middle of everything that you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And then you take it like, yeah, so what we're going to do is by next year we'll be doing 10 of these events a year and Mm na-na-na-na-na. And you think of it in that direction. But I think I want to know more when you're quiet, when you're chilling where is more going where where are you taking this where are you two years three years from now where does your heart want to be then it's
1: more of like i'm really i really want to really see this through with like doing what i do here in 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 kenya or on the continent somewhere Mm. i really want to like have a solid way of having a good exchange of of that yeah. Or like taking what I do here and having it happen in different parts of the world. Mm. You know? mm. um, for the longest time, I thought I was building a portfolio that would a creative way of garnering gun, experience, so I could work with a label or with a creative agency, and maybe that will be the direction I go. Yeah, and uh, just getting being a part of an infrastructure to like really do things on a bigger scale and mm. better. Than mm-hmm. how I'm doing things right now. Mm. Um, I want to also help um, African and BPOC artists break on this part of the world. Mm. I really want that. Mm. And yeah, just what is more doing? Couple of years from now, yeah, this on a bigger scale with bigger budgets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, thank God for and budgets. also an exchange, mm. and mm. also an exchange like a good solid um,
0: quality exchange of of all of that. Mm. Yeah, I like that. One last thing. Mm-hmm. So on this podcast, I always ask this question, mm-hmm. and because it's we're still recording the pilot season, none of my guests know it's coming. It's not, a, it's not a tough question, like, it's chill, it's chilled. But if we were to write your biography oh my right gosh, now, uh-huh. what are we naming it? My biography. Mm.
1: She did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm not, I know I'm, I'm not allowed to pick favorites, but I might have one. <laughs> She She did did that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love that. I love that. No. And with that, like we have come to the end of today's episode. Oh my God. Um, This has been my awesome guest, Mo (laughs) Maureen. Is there anything you would like to shamelessly plug? This is the podcast of shameless plugging. You are. Uh,
1: Yes. Follow Songversations. That's an interview format that integrates a live music performance and an after party happening once a month in Berlin. Follow higher ground, that's a live music event series that integrates elements of a cipher, a live headliner, and an after party. Follow me on Instagram, More Maureen, M-O-R-E-M-A-U-R-E-E-N. Mm-hmm.
0: And follow all those things on Instagram as well. Yeah, just do the <laughs> do the work guys. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for having me, Ropa. <laughs> There you have it babes that was my lovely conversation with Mo and if you would like to find all her socials and everything she just mentioned be sure to follow Afrocom podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. I will make sure I put all the details up there and yeah, sweetheart, if you've made it this far, clearly you love me as much as I love you. So why don't you do the right thing and subscribe to this podcast? And also if you enjoyed this episode, recommend it to a friend. Yeah. I do this every second Friday. So I will be back again in exactly two weeks with another episode with yet another awesome guest. His name is the Gwyn. He did not approve of that name. His name is actually Gwynyai. Um, Um, He works in the banking sector in London. He's just all types of smart and funny. And I can't wait for you guys to hear all the amazing things we talked about. So be sure to tune in again exactly two weeks from now. Until then, bye.